What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. Welcome back, everybody, to Housewives Happy Hour. Um, <laughs> sorry if I sound a little weird. I am recovering from a cold. However, I did not want to miss our, um, you know, our, our regular routine of podcasts because there is quite a bit to talk about. A lot's happened since I last talked to you guys. So um, have no fear because we are about to get into it. And I hope I can cover everything in the time that I want to. <laughs> So starting off with Atlanta today, just one quick thing to share. So Sheree finally launched her much-awaited She by Sheree line just uh, this past weekend. And uh, the moment that was five years in the making was considerably a major flop. Um, (laughs) To start, the website crashed after she launched two new products, the VPL Jogger, which was $125, and the Trina 2 piece set, which was $130. the message that she put on the website after it crashed, or I believe maybe this was, yeah, I think this was the web, what was read on the website after it crashed. She said, Dear fans, due to the overwhelming interest in She by Sheree, the influx of love is crashing the website. But please understand it's being worked on, so continue to check back in within the next 24 hours. We are working to get this quickly resolved. We wish to serve you soon. Thank you for your interest. Thanks to the customers whom we were able to serve so far tonight. So actually, the website remains down, but before the website crashed, fans quickly noticed that Sheree's designs may not all be original. Allegedly, the new launches on Sheree's site are nothing more than pieces from Sheen and Amazon with the She by Sheree label smacked on them with marked up price tags. Sheree's, uh, I keep saying Sheree, uh, Sheree's gray two-piece athleisure set sells for $130, while nearly identical versions are being sold on Sheen and Amazon for a fraction of the price. Um, I'm looking at the pictures here, and it's pretty much the same. I mean, you can, uh, it's crazy, like, how similar they are. Um, one fan put on Twitter, so after 10 plus years of no fashion, you just put your name in a lookalike Jeffree Star logo printed on on AliExpress Sheen garment and charged it 130 Another person said, girl, how dreadful. We were rooting for you. Shake my head. She by Sheree, more like she by Shane Express. What the fuck? You know what? Um... <laughs> Another person said, went to bed with no clothes on the site, and it was crashing to basically Sonya by Sonya Morgan 2.0. Um, not exactly um, not exactly original designs. Some clothing sites buy up already made designs, put their label on them, and mark them up. Sheree really slapped a logo on this design and is selling it for $130. You can get the same one on Sheen for $7. Um, and also... You know, just to mention, these are just, like, some of the items, but there was, like, a printed, or it was, like, a graphic tee, and if you know what I'm talking about, you can buy graphic tees at, like, Old Navy, Target, for really cheap, like, maybe, like, ten bucks. This was a graphic tee that was very clearly displayed to be really wrinkled, um, and it had, it had her little animation of her saying, who gon' check me boo, which is, like, her, you know, her tagline, Housewives fans would know that, um, it's, like, her phrase, and the shirt was, like, selling for $130. And I'm like, or I think it was, like, 145 or something like that. 
Um, and I don't think anybody's going to pay 145 for a graphic tee. Let's get that real. Um, as far as her finally launching the She by Sheree, I mean, if the website is already having issues and this was months later from the filming, I mean, this is just, it's just such a mess. It's honestly such a joke at this point. It's clearly for the show um, because she would have already, you know, had this launched way after her time on the show. Um, so it's clearly all a ploy in my opinion and I'm, I'm kind of just annoyed by it now. So I don't know. I'm kind of hoping that it, you know, if she returns next season, which I kind of hope she does because I like Sheree. I, I have no problem with her. But um, if she does return next season, I hope that we don't have to hear about this she by Sheree anymore because it's so annoying at this point. Moving on over to Beverly Hills, lots to share with you guys. A lot has happened since the last time I talked to you. Um, so last time I discussed with y'all about this gentleman named Patrick Somers. He was the man that was accused of being paid $27,000 by Kathy Hilton to harass and plant negative stories about Lisa Rinna. He also leaked DMs from Rinna, then claimed that he was working with Rinna to secure her storyline for next season. Um, he's back, and he's making some bold claims about the upcoming reunion for Beverly Hills, which was filmed on Friday, uh, September 9th. Uh, and it, you know, it's... Uh, so basically, he claimed on Instagram that Bravo invited him to the upcoming reun reunion to settle the claims that he's made about the ladies of Beverly Hills. While Patrick's been entangled in some of the Beverly Hills drama on social media, he recently claimed that Lisa Rinna and Diana Jenkins allegedly may have had some involvement in the hiring of bots to attack Garcelle's son, Jax. Rinna and Diana have denied the claims, obviously. Uh, because of this, Patrick now claims that Bravo wants him at the reunion to get to the bottom of it all. He shared on his Instagram story this message, I have been invited to the filming of the Beverly Hills reunion. I have accepted. I have been told this is the first time in Housewives history a non-cast member, excluding friends and family, has been invited to a reunion. So when this news hit, it struck a nerve with Rena. She called Patrick a liar. Um, she basically shared a photo giving uh, the middle finger during an episode of Watch What Happens Live on her Instagram page. And she reposted his story saying, come on, bring your nonsense. Let's go. You are a fucking liar. Enough is enough. My mom would approve of this message. Despite Patrick's claims, turns out they, um, they aren't true at all, apparently. Bravo insider Kate Arthur shut down Patrick's claims that he was invited to the reunion, saying, Bravo has just confirmed to me that none of this is true. No, he's not going to the reunion. Um... It would be interesting if they bring this up, though, at the reunion, because I, I just feel like it's a lot. But, um, so, I go back and forth with this Patrick Somers guy, because while I would like to think that he is full of absolute shit, and he's just making all this stuff up, um, it's kind of like, he shares some things, and, like, the certain DMs that he's shared, and I, I don't know, like, there's some things that he's shown that I'm just like, okay, well, how would you make that up? So, I don't know. I mean, I've talked to you guys about him. I've been pretty transparent with how I feel about Patrick, but I don't know if he's actually going to be at the reunion, but I think it would be kind of interesting if they at least bring up this situation and how much social media has kind of affected this season of Beverly Hills because the ratings are, you know, all-time high. They've been They've been great so far, but the social media this year has just been a major downfall for Beverly Hills. So I don't know. It'd be interesting if they do talk about this Patrick guy and that whole controversy. I don't know. 
So fans have made some wild allegations on social media about who is really behind the attacks on Garcelle's son Jax on Instagram. Some fans are have accusing or are accusing uh, Rinna, Erica, and or Diana of hiring bots to attack Jax. However, all three of these ladies have denied these allegations that they were behind the attacks. Um, you know, we know now that Patrick Somers has claimed that Lisa and Diana were allegedly involved in hiring him to procure bots to attack Garcelle's son. Again, these claims are, you know, hearsay. They're alleged. We don't know that for sure. Uh, obviously, both Diana and Rinna have denied any involvement. Now, one fan has another theory about what went down. According to this fan, Kathy is behind it all in order to take the attention off of her amid the upcoming uh, Beverly Hills episodes that focus on the cast's infamous trip to Aspen. Um, during the trip, Kathy allegedly has a meltdown that causes some major issues among the cast. We are about to see that play out just in the next week of Beverly Hills. Uh, the fan shared on Instagram, This whole bot situation is screaming Kathy Hilton and her minion Patrick trying to divert attention from the Aspen episodes and keep the attention and hate on the other girls. Fans are also calling this theory interesting and saying that Kathy is just the kind of eccentric person to do this. Um, I actually disagree. I, I don't feel like Kathy... I mean, okay, let's be real. Kathy is a little ditzy and she's definitely like the comedic relief on the show. But I personally don't feel like she would go out of her way to do something like this. I would, I would, you know, obviously I can't say for sure that she didn't. I mean, it's an interesting theory, but I, I, I refuse to believe that. I mean, I just, I think that's horrible. I don't think, I don't think any of these women are responsible, to be honest. I don't. Because uh, I, I know, because I see people on Instagram comment on my things. And, you know, I... You know, so if you're listening to my podcast, I do read everyone's comments. I may not respond, but I do go through a lot of my comments. And um, I, <laughs> there are some interesting comments there. And sometimes if there's like a really bad comment, I'll click on the profile and it will be kind of like a bot or, you know, somebody who doesn't have that many followers on Instagram. And you can tell that they're kind of just fishing or wanting to post something or whatever. So I don't know. I, I kind of... I, I kind of believe that it was bots or maybe people who are just hiding behind their screen. Um, do I believe that those people were hired by a housewife? I mean, I don't think so. And I don't even think, uh, I don't even think Rinna's behind it. And I don't even like Rinna at this point. So there's that. We're getting to that in a little bit. <laughs> With that being said, I kind of wanted to go down the rabbit hole spiral of the whole Rinna saga because everyone's kind of like, what's going on with Rinna? She's kind of a mess on social media. I will get into that, but I'm going to share this one thing and then I'm going to kind of hop around a little bit, so bear with me. Um, a Bravo fan page on Instagram called CC Loves You reached out to Rinna to ask her about the missing post that she made, uh, basically reposting the Bravo statement about Garcelle's son, um, because I guess it was archived on her Instagram. And they DM'd her saying, Lisa, I woke up to so many DMs saying you removed the Bravo statement post. What's up with that? She commented with all these little messages saying, I archived it. That's all. I've been keeping my social social page very edited, if you will notice. I'm keeping it very positive, non-negative, and fashion and fun. I don't want anything negative on my grid. And since my own children are being threatened as we speak, I felt it best to archive it. The statement did nothing, so why keep it up? Our children are getting de death threats. All our children. It's gone beyond, and I need to keep my family safe now. I will no longer be saying or posting anything about the show. The comment led many fans to wonder if Lisa was hinting about her exiting the show after this season, and fans also noted that Lisa removed any mention of Beverly Hills from her Instagram profile. Um, 
I don't think she ever had Beverly Hills written in her bio. Um, so just to be that clear, I, I don't remember ever seeing that. But she did post an Instagram story of her younger self, and she said, I was Lisa fucking Rinna before Housewives, and I'll be Lisa fucking Rinna after. So I will get into this in a little minute because I, I do have some opinions on all this, but we're going to move on from that for, for now. So it looks like Kathy did a recent interview with E! News where um, she kind of said, uh, she kind of talked about Kyle's future on the show, which is interesting. Um, she said, she works so hard and you finally sometimes go, well, maybe this is it, but I think she'll be back. However, Kathy's future on the show completely depends on whether Kyle stays or goes. Kathy, who has been asked to be on the show since 2011, joined the Beverly Hills cast as a friend during season 11 in order to spend more time with Kyle. Kathy admits that she's doubted her own future on the franchise, saying, This show, even just the little bit that I do, then you have to do the press, you have to do BravoCon, you have to do the reunion, and then all of a sudden you're back filming again. As for whether or not she would ever become a full-time housewife, Kathy said, Usually you say, I'll never say never, but for sure, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> she also said, that way, you have to involve your family, and my family would have no interest, and my husband would have no interest. He's a businessman, so it's never going to happen. They expect you to involve all your kids, your husband, everything. Um, I, Okay, so first of all, I've said this before, but I will say it again. I definitely think that Kathy is great in the friend role. We don't need to see her you know, solo scenes. I feel like seeing her little tidbits, the comic relief. I mean, even this season, we're seeing her kind of jump in the arguments a little bit, which is very interesting. Um, but I, I don't think we need to see her in a full-time role. Um, as far as Kyle goes, um, I kind of don't see Kyle leaving unless they fire her. Like, I don't see her walking away. Kind of the same with Teresa on Jersey. And I think I've also said this before, but I don't really see Kyle walking away despite all the, um, the hate she's getting this year on social media. I don't really think she'll walk away because I don't really know what else she would do. I know she's an actress, um, but I feel like this is kind of her thing now. I mean, this is, it's, in a way, this is kind of her show because um, she's been there since the beginning. And to me, when I think of Kyle, I think of Beverly Hills. I, I don't, you know, I mean, there's all the other people I think of when I think of Beverly Hills, but she's definitely one of those people that I think of. Same with Jersey and Teresa. When I think of Jersey, I think of Teresa. So, um, I don't think it's Kyle's last season. I do have to agree with Kathy. So going back real quick to the whole drama involving Garcelle's son, leaked DMs now show that Lisa Rinna is accusing Lisa Vanderpump and or Kathy Hilton of orchestrating the recent social media drama involving the Beverly Hills cast. Um, she was messaging with Instagram content creator Faces Reality 16 in the messages, um, Faces Reality 16 says that they believe Patrick Somers, who was previously inserted himself in all that mess, um, was behind the attacks on Garcelle's son and the drama that followed. Lisa then agreed and added that she believes Patrick might be in cahoots with Kathy. So the DMs read, Now that I've seen this play out, I think you are right. I think Patrick and possibly Kathy in some way are behind this to try and take us down before Aspen airs. It reeks of LVP, though I gotta say. Also interesting that you were the one to send all this to me. You brought this to my attention. I couldn't open what you sent, remember. I gotta say that it's very odd also since you and I don't really communicate and now I see you have posted quite a bit about this. You tell me what's going on here. Then, uh, Lisa posted and deleted a video on her Instagram story where she hypothesized 
that one of the producers on Beverly Hills was behind the targeted attack on Garcelle's son and the drama that followed. Um, basically, Lisa thinks that a Beverly Hills producer who used to work on Vanderpump Rules orchestrated the racist attacks on Garcelle's teenage son to take any heat off of Kathy amid the upcoming Aspen trip, where she reportedly has a meltdown. Um, in the video, Lisa said, Don't you find it interesting that the shit that's going down online right now, like it's not even happening on the show, it's happening online. Don't you find it interesting that it's happening right before the Aspen stuff is going to happen? Because it's going to happen. But I find it so interesting. Yeah. Is it a coinkadink that the producer of our show now was the producer of Vanderpump Rules when all that shit went down over there online in the press and such? I don't know. I have a little detective inside of me that goes off when bullshit's happening and it's being placed on people and me. I go, wait a second. Why? Why is this happening? So I'm just putting two, three, and four, and five together and I'm going, oh, very interesting. So she posted that, and then it was actually quickly gone. It was on her um, her stories, um, and then I think she deleted it quickly after that. Um, all I got to say is posting something about a producer claiming something. I mean, I wouldn't make claims about producers. Let's just put it out there um, if she wants to keep her job. So with that being said, I don't know if she's going to be asked back next season because the producers do pay attention to that kind of stuff on social media and i will say that there has been a mess on social media moving on from that i do have uh some good news for erica um she scored a major victory amid her various legal issues she was cleared of any wrongdoing in a five million dollar aiding and abetting lawsuit filed against her in 2020 by two of her estranged husband tom's former partners attorneys philip r sheldon and robert p finn Los Angeles judge um, Richard Fruin found no evidence proving that Erica participated in any wrongdoing after Sheldon and Finn accused her of aiding and abetting Tom in his alleged crimes. Tom's former partners claim that Erica knew that Tom was using their portions of the settlement money to fund their lavish lifestyle. However, Judge Fruin ruled on this past Monday that attorneys failed to prove that Erica had any actual knowledge of Tom's alleged crimes. When making his decision, he referenced Erica's deposition, saying, Listen, they did all the books at Girardi and Keese. They were in charge of all the ledgers. I didn't do the invoices. She also add, or she added, I just thought it would be all taken care of. I didn't really ask. Like, it's not like I was raking in millions of bucks. I didn't know what they were doing down there. Um, Judge Fruin also cited that Sheldon and Finn's own declaration that Erica never participated in any contracts between Tom and his law firm colleagues. He explained um, that Sheldon and Finn did not provide any direct evidence that proved Erica had actual knowledge that Tom misappropriated these funds to EJ Global. Um, he added that the evidence they did provide was more were uh, was basically all circumstantial evidence. He said the evidence is irrelevant. Lavish and extravagant hobby funded by the spouse's community property is not evidence of the actual knowledge any breach of fiduciary duty. Um, Erica's attorney, Evan Borges, spoke with Page Six and said that the ruling is critical for Erica because it is the first time that a court of law has looked at all of the supposed evidence against Erica and the court found in Erica's favor. Because it is the truth, the court concluded that there is no evidence of any knowledge on Erica's part of any wrongdoing by Tom or Girardi and Keese and no evidence of Erica's participation in any wrongdoing. He also said that he and Erica are gratified that based on a review of actual evidence by a court of law, Erica has been exonerated. Um, I mean, uh, despite Erica's win, Ronald Richards, who we all know, attorney Ronald Richards likes to get in the mix of Bravo legal issues, um, 
Ronald Richards doesn't think that Erica should get too excited, stating that none of the other lawsuits against her are limited to a single count of aiding and abetting a breach of fiduciary duty, but include a much larger scope of causes of action. Um, He said, the bankruptcy trustee still has the more important and easier to prove claims. Both Erica's company and David Lira will be defendants at the trial, and Erica has been ordered to appear personally for trial via a subpoena. We contend it could be proven by willful blindness and actual knowledge can be inferred. No one is ever going to win every motion on every count, but that doesn't mean you don't take discovery or try to prove them, and there's nothing wrong with the difference of legal opinion between a litigant and the court. I don't know what any of that means, but I just wanted to share with you guys. (laughs) All I know is that as of right now, Erica is a little bit out of the hot seat, which I guess is really good for her. Um, I'm happy for her. Um, Really, there's nothing else, you know... I I can't imagine what else she's going to be accused for at this point. I mean, she literally had no idea. And the judge is right. I mean, there's no substantial evidence. It's all basically, you know, that you're making it up. Um, It's all circumstantial. So So Diana is getting a lot of um, uh, heat on social media, or I guess just her reputation. And she basically wants to repair her reputation um, amid much gossip and speculation about her alleged shady past. Um, I have a source that close uh, a source that was close with Diana that spoke with Page Six, saying she wants to end these lies about Epstein, Epstein, and being a madam. Right now, she's really focused on shutting down all that's been said about her. She's not just doing this because she's bored. People keep on repeating the lies, and she wants them to stop. So it was previously reported that Diana sent out a round of cease and desist letters on Tuesday, uh, just this past Tuesday, to various media outlets to have allegedly published false and defamatory claims about her. Um, this was previously reported on page six. Um, she wrote in an Instagram post saying, I will no longer sit back and allow them to smear my name with impugnity. I have instructed my lawyers to take whatever action is necessary to remove these false statements and to pursue justice from those who have been spreading lies about me. Since it was announced that Diana would join the cast of Beverly Hills, rumors have gone around saying uh, for a year, uh, and she's basically dodged these rumors, saying that she's a madam and that she runs a prostitution ring. Uh, She's also been accused of having ties to Jeffrey Epstein and being part of a Hollywood pimping ring. Um, She believes that this all stems from her infamous book, Room 23, which features raunchy photos of models and celebrities. She denied these claims and even addressed them briefly on Beverly Hills, and as a result of these rumors, Diana has been forced to send out cease and desist letters to shut down the rumor mill once and for all. As mentioned above, Diana's legal team sent out eight letters to various outlets, including NT Lawyer, Sherelle Jezebel, Gawker Heavy, Sir Podcast, The China Morning Post, as well as former Beverly Hills housewife, friend of Dana Wilkie, $25,000 sunglasses, um... Turns out that Diana didn't stop there, and she is reportedly planning to send out more um, cease and desist letters in the very near future. Uh, The source explained, Diana is on a mission to restore her reputation. She's built a great reputation as a human rights activist, philanthropist, and businesswoman. And according to this insider, she is very much looking forward to the reunion, which is set to film um, on the 9th, like I said, and it's a chance for her to clear some things up. More on that later. So if you're not on social media, this is just something kind of fun to share, but um, it was spotted that Garcelle and Lisa Vanderpump were filming for Vanderpump Rules, which I thought is kind of cool. Um, I believe they were at Sir, um, or I'm sorry, no, they were at Pump in Hollywood. Um, so it's kind of cool. Um, if you didn't already know, Garcelle's son, Oliver, does 
work for Lisa at her restaurant in Vegas. Not the cocktail garden, but the new restaurant. I have yet to go, but I really do want to go, and it'd be cool to meet him there. Um, but yeah, I mean, fans were really excited to see this kind of reunion, um, or not reunion, but I guess, you know, this this kind of, uh, this friendship, this newfound friendship. And um, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that on Beverly, or not Beverly Hills, but on Vanderpump Rules. Who knows? Maybe this could be an open door for Vanderpump to return to Beverly Hills, which could be interesting. <laughs> All right, so All About the Real Housewives shared a report claiming that Rinna was set to get her own Christmas special on Peacock, kind of like Kyle did last year with the movie The Housewives of the North Pole. However, Peacock has since nixed the special due to Risa's, uh, Lisa's, um, Risa, Lisa's recent social media antics, and the, the report went on to claim that Peacock still plans to make the movie special, but is reportedly replacing her with Garcelle. Um... All About the Real Housewives shared this post on their Instagram, and the post was then shared by the Tipsy Drink. Lisa's daughter, Amelia uh, Amelia Hamlin, caught wind of the post and shut down the report in its tracks, and she messaged the Tipsy Drunk about the fake report, um, saying, this is fake news, and she then added, confirmed, all fake. Amelia then went on to say that she can't wait for the truth to be revealed, while adding, while adding that this social media drama has taken a toll on her mom's mental health. She said, I just can't wait till everyone realizes what's truly going on because my poor mother's mental health, Jesus. Um, while I while I mentioned that too, I just want to say, um, Rinna is like making this worse for herself. Um, I, I think that she needs to, I mean, so let me get into it real quick. Lisa has gone and blocked um, a handful, like a, a lot of, of fan pages out there. Uh, pretty much every blog that I know and follow, a lot of them are blocked by her, including myself. I was blocked by her. And I will say, I've had some really nice conversations with Rena on DM. Very nice conversations about like the Elvis movie, um, you know, her like her fashion, her TikToks. Um, I've, I've talked to her about how, you know, like her iconic hair, because I'm a hairdresser. I've talked to her about certain things, and she's always been really friendly. I've asked her questions about the show, like when I I asked her like when Kathy was going to come on, and she was talking to me about that, and um, I've always had really nice conversations with her. I've never once uh, posted a negative thing about her on my Instagram, uh, and, and I was blocked by her. And um, I just want to say... Um, I, it doesn't bother me. Like I, it's not like I lose sleep over it, but I just want to say it really doesn't make any sense. And I do want to advocate a little bit for the Instagram blogs out there. We're not getting paid to do this. This is just what we do for fun. Um, and I'm talking about my Instagram. I started my Instagram way later in the game. Like y'all know, because if you've been listening to my podcast since 2020, when I started it, I've had the podcast longer than I've had my Instagram. My Instagram is growing, which I'm really excited about. But I will say that um, I, I'm, it's a lot of work for me. I mean, I, you know, I post a lot of content. I interact with a lot of housewives on my social media. And I've never once had a bad interaction with Rinna. And uh, for her to go and block all these pages, um, I get blocking certain people, you know, like if they're messaging you too much or they're messaging you negative things or they're posting negative things or whatever. I get that. Um, I don't ever really tag her in anything unless it's like a repost of a TikTok or something like that. I've never, like I said, I can say it until I'm blue in the face. I've never once posted anything negative about her. And I don't believe I've ever 
said anything horrible about her on my podcast. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't really like to say any horrible things about anybody on my podcast. Um, while I do critique the show, I do keep it very, you know, I, I keep it lighthearted. I try to. And so it really kind of upset me to see her go on this tangent of blocking all these different Instagram pages. And I started thinking about it and I'm like, you know, why is she doing this? And um, I see comments like this from her daughter and it's taking a toll on her mental health. That's fine. But, you know, you have to understand social media is is a game that you play yourself. And, um, you know, like for me, I, you know, I could stop my social media anytime I wanted to. And same with Rinna. So I don't understand why she's allowed it to go this far. Posting these kind of videos where you go on tangents about producers and you post certain things about, I, you know, like the show and just perpetuating all this kind of drama. It's, it's honestly too much. And, um, you know, there's, there's housewives out there who really don't post while the show is airing. I mean, Kyle will comment on certain things here and there. Um, Erica hardly posts anything about the show. Um, Dorit hardly posts anything about the show. Um, like a lot of these women don't really post about the show. Rinna does. Um, she, I, I see her comment on so much stuff. Obviously can't see stuff anymore because I'm blocked. But um, if it's really affecting her mental health that, you know, that much, I really think that she should take a step back from social media altogether. I don't even think she should be blocking people because I, I don't really know what that does. I mean, the fan pages that support her and that support the show, um, you know, like, I, well, I can speak for myself and a few of my, my friends like Bravo and Blaze. Blonde Hair, Black Heart, um, you know, memes about Bravo, Real Housewives franchise. If you follow these people on Instagram, they're all really lovely people. And I know that they would not, you know, go out there and, uh, you know, say these horrible things about these housewives for them to, you know, then block us. I mean, we really, we, we are really great promotion for the show. We get people talking about the show, good and bad. Um, <laughs> we, we post about the show. We, we, you know, we keep people excited and I feel like it's our duty as bloggers to really, you know, keep the peace between the community. And I try myself to do that as much as I can. So it is unfortunate to see housewives like Rena, who, you know, go on this tangent and block people uh, like us who are just trying to, you know, uh, we're, we're just, we're all, we're just trying to have fun. I don't know. I, like I said, I've never posted anything bad about her. I'm, I'm really proud about that. I did. However, when she blocked me, I did post, um, little you know the the post that she always shares of her flipping off and the watch what happens live and whatever and i'm like put the middle finger because honestly i think it's it was really kind of rude and upsetting um but like i said i don't lose sleep over it i totally get it whatever she wants to do is fine but i'm just saying i feel like this is going to be her downfall on the show is the social media it's getting worse and worse andy has even called her out on it i hope it gets called i hope she gets called out for it at the reunion and i hope he really holds her accountable for it and i hope that they make a change because this happened with Brandy as well. She got really nasty on social media. I'm, I'm sorry, not Brandy, Camille. Uh, this happened with Camille. She got really nasty on social media with certain fans. The show didn't want her anymore. So my advice to her was to be stay off social media, not block people. Moving on from that, ahead of uh, this past week's Beverly Hills episode, Diana announced that she was donating $100,000 to the alleged victims of Tom Girardi. In a post on Instagram, she claimed that she was not aware of the 2018 Lion Air plane crash until she joined the show, and it became a topic of conversation. She put in the comment section, 
Um, I feel so much sympathy for the widows and orphans left behind. I know firsthand the pain and suffering that accompanies the loss of a family member, having lost my brother in the closing days of the Bosnian War. I want to do what I can to support those people who suffered so much. For more information, visit sunellafoundation.org. Um, <laughs> so while Diana's donation is, oh, you know, it's very kind and generous, um, a source tells page six that the charitable act is actually a dig at um, the Beverly Hills cast minus Erica. Um, a source close to uh, Diana said, this isn't a dig at Erica. It's actually meant to send a message to the cast members who have expressed support for Tom's victims, but never seem to do anything to help them. Um, Erica accused Crystal of being on the side of the victims because it's cool um, during last week's episode, she said, you want to be on the side of the victims because you think it's cool. I don't give a fuck about anybody else but me. Um, several members of the cast have publicly shared their support for Tom's alleged victims. Crystal, Sutton, Garcelle have questioned Erica about her involvement in Tom's alleged crimes. The three as well as Kyle and Dorit have vocalized their support for Tom's alleged victims and their families. However, Diana reportedly thinks the ladies of Beverly Hills should put their money where their mouth is, as she has done. The source says, Diana now wonders, well, if you feel so bad for the victims, what are you going to do to help? If anybody's speculating that this donation affects Diana's friendship with Erica, it doesn't. Because um, Erica did post a bunch of hearts below the comment section of Diana's post. So she did think it was support. And I think people thought initially it was a dig. But um, Erica is in support of that, I guess. So I don't know. I thought that was a really nice thing for Diana to do. I don't know. <laughs> So earlier we were talking about lawsuits, so let's go back to that real quick. Diana has actually filed a lawsuit to find out who was behind the attacks on Garcelle's son, Jax. The news was announced on her Instagram on Thursday, September 7th. She shared some court documents here and also in the caption said, My attorneys filed a lawsuit today in Los Angeles Superior Court to identify and hold accountable those persons who use bots to send hateful social media messages to Garcelle's son. The lawsuit says it all. Excuse me. It is wrong to send racist and bullying messages to a 14-year-old boy. Excuse me. <laughs> it is wrong to pretend that someone else was the person responsible for sending those messages. And it is wrong to mastermind this hateful campaign in anonymity. This action seeks to unmask and hold accountable this the morally bankrupt person who has attacked a child and placed the blame for their actions on Miss Jenkins. So far, only Erica and Rina and Dorit have reacted to Diana's lawsuit. All three liked the post, and Rinna and Erica commented with several red hearts. Um, one fan said, Great job. Needed to be done. Cowardly, anonymous people behind their screens get away with too much. Another person said, Get them, Diana. Meet the cyberbullies where it hurts. Wonder what all the trolls will say now from their faceless profiles. Another person said, Fight back. Anonymous cyberbullies need to be held accountable. Another person said, I mean, cool, but we know you're doing it, so everyone stops thinking it was you, not because you actually care about Garcelle or her son. Uh, another person said, desperately trying to save her diamond just a day before the reunion. It's not going to work. Too little, too late. It's just a lame PR move. Go lick your lips some more, Diana. I mean, people are going to say what they're going to say. In my opinion, I think it's, it's, it's very kind of her to do that. However, I'm kind of confused because the lawsuit says, um, Diana Jenkins as an individual, as the plaintiff versus John Doe rows one through 50 inclusive. So I guess she's suing like the actual names of the accounts or something. I don't really know. Like I'm confused by that. So, uh, I don't know how that's going to help, but I mean, at least she's trying and doing her best, whatever. 
Moving on from that, during this past week's episode of Beverly Hills, Kathy tried to get the Beverly Hills cast interested in trying tequila from Casa del Sol, of which she is an investor. However, they quickly dismissed her before busting out laughing. She said, I know you girls like tequila. I would like to get everybody's opinion. I thought we'd do a little bottoms up. And while attempting to entice the ladies to try the Casa del Sol, Kyle said, lo- uh, Kyle loudly mocked her sister's effort, and this resulted in waves of laughter from the other members of the cast. Bravo fans were also not happy with the cast mocking Kathy, and fans took to Twitter to air their grievances. And they actually had quite a lot to say. Many of those tweets were liked by Kathy's oldest daughter, Paris Hilton. Um, one tweet that Paris liked said, I can't believe Kathy was laughed at and mocked for introducing a tequila line. This cast is evil and ugly. Another tweet that Paris liked read, Everyone promotes their new businesses or new clothing line, etc. It's their time to do so, and everyone is supportive. Kathy has that opportunity, and that Kathy deserved that respect. A third post liked a third post that was liked by Paris called for Erica, Rena, and Kyle to be fired. I think that's a little harsh, just to, for over that whole reason. But um, yeah, I'm reading some of the posts, um, and then uh, Paris then slammed her aunt Kyle as so unkind while retweeting a message bashing Kyle's treatment of her sister. Well, uh, the tweet said she was so cute, all excited to show the ladies the tequila, and then Kyle just scoffs at her. Slash, none of them even acted slightly interested. It was sad to watch, and Paris retweeted saying so unkind with a crying emoji. Um, and actually, oddly enough, Denise Richards responded to that unkind tweet that Paris Hilton said and said, I felt bad for her. You could see her feelings were genuinely hurt. And the preview with Rinna going out of her way to take a dig. Um, that's going to be interesting to watch for sure, because she definitely went out of her way to dig Kathy there, uh, which she's definitely going to get some heat for. Listen, I'll say this. Watching all the other ladies plug their businesses and charities and all this stuff. I mean, look at it. If we go back down the line, we got... Um, Rinna's beauty thing that we did, you know, twice. We had one last year and one this year. We have Dreet's charity that we just did, the toothless, uh, I mean, <laughs> homeless, not toothless. And then we have, um, uh, you know, we got Erica's hair extension line that they promote on there. We have, um, what else? I mean, Garcelle, you know, like, I, doesn't she promote her show that she's on, The Real or whatever? I mean, they're, they all promote something. And for them to you know, laugh at Kathy for, uh, you know, I get it. She's probably talked about it a couple times. I mean, the lady is a little senile and loopy sometimes, so I get it. But, um, I mean, come on, like, <laughs> it's just rude. It's, it's, it was not fun to, I didn't think it was funny. And, um, definitely next week I'm going in thinking, okay, well, if they're not going to try her tequila and then they're going to be, you know, a little catty about it, then obviously they don't want to try it and they don't want to support her. Um, I don't even really think it's about the money, for Kathy because God knows she doesn't need it but I think it's just the support from the other ladies um it's you know the other people that the other people that invested in the product probably want money as well and the publicity of Beverly Hills that Kathy could potentially give them is is exponential so I, I don't know I think it was very it was upsetting to see that and it's going to be interesting to see that play out in the next couple of weeks Finally, to close off with Beverly Hills, I know I'm blocked by Rena, but I have my ways of finding out certain things she has posted. Um, she shared some text messages that Kathy allegedly sent her during the cash trip to Aspen. The timestamp on the texts are Sunday, January 30th at 12.53 a.m. And Kathy allegedly wrote, 
please, please do not say anything we discussed. Otherwise, it will make a huge scene that everyone gets dragged into. No bueno. Please, it goes further than you would want to know. Silence is golden. I am staying silent. Um, so, a fan replied to Rinna's story hinting that Kathy's alleged message sounds like a mob thing. Um, the fan wrote, in Italy, we have a word for this, which is omerta, and it's basically a mob thing. It's a threat for sure, is what Rinna wrote while sharing the response on her Instagram story. Um, then, just hours before the reunion began filming, Rinna shared another post on her Instagram story, and in this post, she claimed that she's been threatened and harassed for the last several months in an attempt to destroy her credibility. She said, I have been threatened for the past four months by people basically trying to scare me, trying to ruin my credibility, trying to call me a liar, creating things that are untrue and don't exist. But guess what? Today we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about it all. I will tell my truth, and yes, you better believe I'm going to talk about it all. Well, I mean, I hope they do talk about it all because it has just been a shit show this whole season. I'm, like, going to need a break from all of this after this season's over because, holy shit, I mean, draining is an understatement so <laughs> i mean yeah it's just insane <laughs> so i want to scoot over to jersey real quick just a few quick things to share because they have wrapped but um joe gorga recently opened up to the u.s sun about his future on new jersey and he said the upcoming 13th season um his um and he basically talked about his situation with his sister Teresa, and he said uh, we'll see. You never know. It's 11 years in and I'm kind of shocked. I'm like, really? We're still doing this shit? And according to Joe, season 13 of New Jersey is going to be crazy. He said it's real stuff. It just gets better and better. Um, adding that there's a moment between the husbands that will leave Bravo fans shocked. While filming the finale for season 13, Joe and Melissa apparently got into a heated altercation with Teresa and Louie over rumors that Melissa, Melissa cheated on Joe. Um... So when it comes to where Joe and Teresa stand, Joe admitted that it's a tough one to answer, and he said it's sad. And it makes me sad to hear that as well, because I've talked about that whole thing before. But speaking of the brawl at the season 13 finale party, Frank Catania previously claimed that he had to pull people apart at the party. And in an interview with Us Weekly, Melissa was asked about Frank's comments on, um, on you know, basically what he had said. And um, she agreed that there was drama, but hinted that Frank might have exaggerated just a bit. She said, I mean, not necessarily. I think he was being a little dramatic, but there was definitely aggression there. Um, it's going to be interesting to watch that play out because I've actually, I haven't seen Louis to be really aggressive. And I know that he's like been allegedly accused by like ex-lovers and girlfriends and all that stuff by being aggressive. So it's going to be interesting to see that play out. Because um, I actually left off with the reunion really enjoying him, and I, I think I'm really looking forward to seeing him and Teresa together. So um, as far as Joe and Melissa's status on the show, let me just say this, and I've definitely said this before, but y'all are going to hear it again, so get ready. Uh, I'll make it quick. I don't want a tangent. But uh, I do not believe for one second that Melissa and Joe would walk away from the show unless they were pulled off of it. I'm saying that. I'm leaving it as it is. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> And closing off with Jersey, um, I don't know if you guys heard yet, but I will tell you that Melissa, I'm sorry, not Melissa, <laughs> it's funny, 
Um, <laughs> Teresa has been announced as a um, as a contestant on Dancing with the Stars for the upcoming season. I have never watched Dancing with the Stars, but I don't know. I might watch it because I really like Teresa. I'm kind of bummed that I miss Kenya on Dancing with the Stars, but um, it would be kind of cool to see Teresa on the show. I've never really seen her dance, so I don't know. I don't really know how the show works, but it sounds kind of interesting. So, um, yeah, I mean, I know it by reputation. I've obviously heard of it, but I've never watched it. And um, I don't know. I think I might watch it. So let me know what you guys think. And, yeah, I think that's kind of cool that she's going to be on it. Moving on over to OC, production on season 17 of Orange County is in full swing, and um, I do have some tea that is alleged on the drama that is brewing. According to Des Moines, who we all know is probably not the best source for information, maybe they're credible sometimes, but um, they posted this on their stories. Um, OC 17 filming is going on. They started filming in July with Shannon and Heather. One topic that gets brought up is Emily and Gina allegedly gossiping and mocking Shannon's season 16 reunion mishap. Shannon feels like this damaged bones her designer's reputation and she wants to hold them accountable for it. They filmed the cast's reaction to Tamara and Taylor joining the cast and last week after Tamara returned from her Europe trip, she held a dinner that went explosive. She tried confronting Gina, Emily, and Shannon about their responses to her firing, and Emily got really defensive. Taylor just started filming, so she hasn't been at any group event. She recently met with Heather and Terry for a dinner. Expect Taylor's solo footage, though. They are filming some home scenes, despite her being a friend. There is another new housewife also. Six housewives only, though. None of Alexis Bellino, Gretchen Rossi, or Lynn Curtin will be on this season, despite rumors that were swirling online. Viewers can also expect some cameos from any of, oh, I'm sorry, viewers can expect, can expect cameos from any of Noella, Bronwyn, Vicky, Megan, and Beverly Hills alum, um, Teddy. Um, first of all, I wanted to say, like, I, I'm, I'm honestly really excited to see Taylor and Tamara, like, on together. Uh, it's cool that we have, like, you know, two returning people, um, I mean, Taylor could have the potential to be another housewife. I think that's probably why they're filming the solo scenes, because they want to see how she does with solo scenes. So it'd be interesting to see. Um, but, I mean, they did announce her as a friend of, so I guess we'll find out um, as as the season goes on. But I am looking forward to the new season of Orange County for the first time in forever. So, <laughs> yay. Moving on over to Potomac real quick. We did get a trailer um, and a premiere date. Um, I'm going to be reading you guys the newest uh, storylines for this upcoming season, starting off with Giselle. Uh, Giselle is inching closer to becoming an empty nester, but it's bittersweet. Her oldest Grace received her driver's license and is ready to hit the road, while twins Adora and Angel are turning 16 and will be leaving the West Wing soon. Giselle is also in these streets dating and rekindling a romance with someone from her past, but finds herself entangled in drama involving another housewife's husband. Definitely interesting there. Um, Karen is looking, Karen Huger is looking uh, and feeling better than ever with some tweaks. Her choices have left Ray questioning the motives behind her refresh. He worries the vanity procedures could have a negative impact on their daughter, Raven. Interesting. Ashley Darby recently separated from Michael, and her main focus is motherhood with a little TikTok on the side. She's looking for a new home for herself and her boys, but with Michael's help, which makes the women question if she wants to be free of him. I did see that play out in the trailer a little bit. Uh, Robin Dixon and Juan are finally engaged, and everyone is expecting a wedding any day now. Everyone but the Dixons, who have mastered the art of procrastination. While getting married is not a top priority for Robin, getting a prenup is, since she is now the primary breadwinner of the family. <laughs> I love it. 
Candace Dillard Bassett is busier than ever with a successful music career, but if she wants babies in the future, she has to act now. She has begun the journey with freezing her eggs, but along the way there are a few hiccups. Chris has taken a new job that is taking up a lot of his time, and an allegation from some of the women makes waves in their marriage. Whoa. Dr. Wendy Osefo continues to teach, serve as a political analyst and national cable news and run her candle business. Uh, she now wants to open a Nigerian-themed lounge. Eddie thinks she has too much going on and needs to focus on her health and her family. Can she juggle it all and maintain her sanity? We will see. Mia Thornton implies on social media she has cancer and then reveals she needs further testing to determine if she has cancer. The back and forth has the ladies questioning what is true. Definitely interesting. Uh, former housewife Sharice Jackson Jordan returns as a friend and voice of reason that most of the ladies welcome except for Karen, who mysteriously goes out of her way to avoid her. That should be interesting. Jacqueline Blake joins as a friend. She and Mia are so close that one might think they are sisters, but some unusual behavior has the ladies wondering what the real story is. Definitely some spiciness going on. I am actually really looking forward to the upcoming season of Potomac. The trailer is on my Instagram and it looks really good. You guys should go watch it. And closing off with um, Salt Lake City. Sorry. <laughs> um, I have We have a, a trailer. We have a premiere date. We have <laughs> new cast photos. Same with Potomac. We had you know new cast photos, new portraits, everything. Uh, so I'm going to be reading you guys the storylines for Salt Lake City right now. Uh, Jen Shaw, amid an ongoing legal battle, is leaning on her friends and family for support more than ever. When the group's dynamics shift, Jen's new alliances cause a divide among the, mo the women. Jen and her husband Sharif downsize their house as they face the uncertainty of their future together. Whoa. Okay. Uh, still dealing with the hurt that came from Lisa's salacious rant, Meredith Marks is standing by her new, unexpected support system and is leaving friends turned foes in the past. Although tensions in the group are bubbling over, Meredith is focusing her energy on causes close to her heart as she hosts a fashion show to raise awareness around mental health. Sounds good. After a hot mic moment landed her in hot water, Lisa Barlow's relationship with one of her dearest friends is changed forever. Despite many of her friendships hanging in the balance, she finds an implausible ally in the group of women as unflattering rumors fly uh, about Lisa fly around Salt Lake, she turns her attention to focus on her husband, her children, and her business. And Heather Gay is working on her upcoming memoir, Bad Mormon, about her experience with religion and community and stepping out of the church's shadow to form a non-denominational non choir. Her bond with Jen is stronger than ever, but cracks begin to form in the foundation of her friendship with one of her longest and closest pals. Whitney Rose is on a spiritual healing journey to work through her past traumas. In the process, she uncovers suppressed memories from her childhood. To reclaim her authority and independence, Whitney is ready to cut all ties with the Mormon Church and live her own authentic life. On the outs with old friends, Whitney grows closer to an unlikely housewife. I'm looking forward to like the shift of dynamics going on. Um, friend of, we have three friends of this season. No stranger to Salt Lake City scene. Angie Harrington has lived in Salt Lake for years with her husband and three sons. After a fallout last year with Lisa, Angie grows closer to Whitney and Heather. Interesting. Um, entrepreneur, real estate agent, wife and mother, Dana Boo, Boo Negretti. Oh my God, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, Bowie Negretti. Goes way back with Heather, but gets tangled in the group's drama as she brings a rumor about Jen to light. That looks interesting. I am looking forward to that. 
and finally, Jen introduces the ladies to her friend Angie Katsaneva. Katsanevas? Oh my god, I hope I'm saying that right. A business owner, wife, and mother. Ever loyal, she always has her friends' backs, but will speak her mind when they cross her. These friends of sound pretty interesting to me. Um, I am looking forward to this season. I will say that the I'm obsessed with all the new portraits that we got. And um, yeah, everything looks great. Like, I'm just, I don't know, I'm really excited. <laughs> Well, my friends, we have reached the end of the Ultimate Breakdown. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, here is your flash filming update. Atlanta, um, we have the reunion that is going to be airing um, starting on this coming Sunday, I believe. Um, yeah, so and it should be a three-part reunion, and then we will be done with the season. Beverly Hills, uh, we, are, we have just, I think, three or four episodes left. It's still airing on Wednesdays. The reunion was filmed. And, um, unfortunately, Diana joined by Zoom due to her COVID diagnosis, despite her being in Hawaii or somewhere tropical. I don't really know. But, um, so that's really disappointing. But, um, all the ladies were in attendance. Um, I am hearing that it's insane. Uh, the whole day, you know, it was like they started really early in the morning and it was like six o'clock and they hadn't even, six o'clock at night and they hadn't even gotten to the Aspen trip yet. So, um... There's lots to talk about and discuss, so it's going to be an interesting, interesting, interesting reunion to watch. But stay tuned for the rest of the season, because I've heard that it's just going to be amazing. The ladies haven't even seen it, and they are filming the reunion, which is a first. Um, Miami has wrapped. I don't yet know when it's going to be premiering. Probably early next year. New Jersey has wrapped, and we're again, it's probably going to air with Miami, similar. Um, no update on Roni. No new update, I should say, on Roni. Uh, Orange County is currently still filming. Potomac is wrapped, and we have a premiere date. I believe it is... Oh my gosh. Let me look at my calendar. Shit. I don't remember. But it's in October. I will look back, and I will confirm with you guys. Um, but yes, it is in October. Uh, <laughs> and Salt Lake City uh, will be airing as well in October or November. I... I I need to look, but they are coming up. I will look and I will have my shit together, I promise, guys. But we are getting those together, so that would be nice. And Dubai has finished. It was a two-part reunion. If you missed it, you can catch up on Peacock. Uh, Vanderpump Rules is currently still filming. Summerhouse is currently still filming, I believe. Um, and what other show? Oh, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 3 is wrapped. And will probably not be on Peacock until next year i would say mid next year I, I don't expect it to come early next year but that would be nice um so yeah thank you guys so much for tuning in and i will talk to you soon thank you all so much for listening if you enjoyed it please subscribe so you know when i drop a new episode follow me on instagram at housewives happy hour for updates on the podcast and the latest news regarding all things housewives until next time this was housewives happy hour with aj